sweat running around, turning on all the cameras, hitting record on the sound. Like, I, I, I'm, you know, I don't know why we're trying to be like, like, oh, it's a different episode. It's the same day. Because we're going to be on the road, and we decided that we were going to film two-hour episodes back-to-back and be different. And then I'm, I'm like, I even put the glasses, right? It's a different... <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous, Steve. Steve wasn't wearing glasses I see, I had on the glass. last episode, so he went and grabbed Put on the glasses and a different tank top like anybody gives a shit about my tank tops. <laughs> They're all the same, dude, every episode. And I don't like this one anyway because it like blends in too much with the colors on the wall. I got to buy you some new tank tops. I'm very... Um, <laughs> I was... So, you know, we recorded the other episode and... and I enjoyed that, by the way. We had, a, I thought we had a, a, a good episode. Uh-huh. But then there was, st- I was holding back. I was holding back because I was like, oh man, you know, I really wanted to talk about this because I don't know how I feel. About what? So. Can you, you see the you look know, on my we, face? No, I'm no, like, no. Oh, great. We, what's he going to bring up? We have made friends in uh-huh. New Braunfels. And uh-huh. it's very hard for me to make friends. Okay. Not because I'm not a personal guy, not because I don't like people. It's because every time there's. Anytime they can hang out, oh, I, I can't. Yeah, because the, the schedule. My schedule. You work you know, weekends when most people have off yeah, the and people go on that, dates and the, hang out. The and, people that live in New Braunfels yeah. work, most of them work Monday through Friday, and I work Thursday through Saturday. So yeah. it's hard for me to, to find the time to go and have a drink or hang out or go to the barbecue or go to the party. So. Yeah. It's hard for me to make friends, um, but one one of our friends, um, you know, we met him and his wife Lacey through Matt and Lacey through mm-hmm. um, our daycare. Yes, and we like them. And and me and him and and a couple of the other dads were all on a text message chain. Okay, and we were talking. Oh, and by the way, those dads are married to uh-huh. the women you hang out with. Right. Well, that's how, that's how this all started. You're making me a little nervous. Steve always makes me nervous when he talks about like people in our real life because I never know what's going to come out of no. your mouth. And I'm really worried more for them than myself. But um, No, but Matt, Matt was saying to me, he's like, dude, how many freaking girls' nights do they get? Well, that's how the group started. All the moms, were we became friends because our kids go to daycare. And we were like, mamas need a little time out too. So we started a mom's group that really meets once a month, Steve. You're very Meet. dramatic. No, we, okay, we but... We try to get together once a month. But me and the, those dads, uh-huh. all we have is a text message chain. Well, we that's don't y'all's have, fault because you don't can't have, get it together. We don't have meetings. We don't have... So anyway, Matt has taken charge and been like, hey, guys, we should, you know, during football season, hey, who wants to do wings right. and, and, and watch a game together, right? Yeah. So... And none of the mamas have a problem with that? No, no, no. And, and I what I'm saying is... I have been missing those, oh. you know, and then one I committed to, cause I'm like, man, I do want to hang out. Right. Yeah. I want to hang out with those guys. I like those guys. They're funny. They're fun to hang out with. And then one of them was like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm there. And then you were like, no, we're having a birthday dinner for you. Oh, right. So I couldn't go. Yeah. I'm like, crap. So well, I-, I miss out on a lot of them too, because of your schedule. Right. So yeah. I, how did this turn into you? We're talking about me. We're talking about me. <laughs> We're talking about me. So I, I felt bad that, you know, here Matt and that group have reached out several times. They're like, we might as well take Steve off the text right. chain. And then I'm like, crap, man. So Matt goes, um, oh, so then I, apparently, and you missed this one. Apparently all the girls went and had like a nice dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I haven't been the last couple of months because Delilah. Yeah. And then, so, so Matt was like, dude, what the fuck? Like these, these girls are now going to like. What's the place called here on top? My- Myron's? Oh, the steakhouse? They went to the steakhouse? Yeah, he's like, dude, they're going to the freaking steakhouse? Like, when did it turn into, you know what I mean? So he goes, fuck that, let's go have steak. <laughs> right? So he puts out a, a group text, like, hey, we should all do steak. And uh-huh. then, of course, I'm like, okay, I want to make this one. I like the guys. I go, I'm in. Yeah. I'm the only one that was in. You and Matt had a nice romantic dinner at yes. the steak. <laughs> dude. <laughs> So so everybody was That's like so weird. You guys decided to still go anyway. Just the well, everybody was like everybody was like I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And then Matt's like F that. I'm still in. Steve, you still in? 
I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm still in. Matt right? just wanted the nice day. Yeah, dude. So oh. we go out. And, and at first I'm like, like you, I'm like, wait a minute. It's like a bro date. It's not even like a, it's not even like a, it's not even like a group thing. It's like me and Matt. Right. And it was holding hands, looking into each other's <laughs> well, eyes. It's funny because he got there first and then I walk in. He's like, my party's here. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my party. Right. And then, and then, and then, and then they put us in a booth. Oh. I'm like, all right, so we're in a booth, but but I I gotta say, sitting on the same side, yeah, <laughs> I got I gotta say, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed your date with Matt. I enjoyed my date with Matt. We both have very similar wives. Uh-huh. He he has a son our age. He has a daughter, a, what a year and a half uh-huh. older than. Delilah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. So I mean, I enjoy. We had a great conversation. We 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 shared an appetizer. <laughs> we shared, you don't even like, share your food with me. You shared your. I shit the whole shit, dude. You're just saying that for them. No, I. Oh, we always share an appetizer. We always share an. Appetizer. You'll share an appetizer, yes. but you get upset if I reach over and grab from um, your plate. No, and then did you, did you let Matt grab from your plate? Uh, no, no, no. He but he goes he goes. Uh, Man, I want steak, but. I also want crab. I'm like, oh my God, I want steak, but I also want crab, right? So the, the waiter comes over and I'm like, uh, I'm, sorry. I'm, like, I'm just dying the two of you in a restaurant yeah. together in a booth. Nice like, restaurant. Yeah. It's not even like a bar. We're like yeah. in a fine dining, right? Or whatever it is. And uh and I go, I tell the waiter, I tell the waiter, I go, hey man, uh, uh so uh I want a steak. He goes, Great. he goes, the smallest steak we have is uh, eight ounces and it's a fillet. And I'm like, I don't like fillets. They're, they're yeah. too lean. I go, I go, yeah, I'd rather have, you know, like, a, do you have a, a ribeye? And he goes, yeah, but they're all, the 16 ounces is um, the smallest they come. And I'm yeah. like, man, I really want steak and crab. And, and Matt was like, I really want steak and crab. And then he was like, <laughs> the waiter goes, well, I can cut the steak in half, boys. <laughs> boys? <laughs> yeah. Cut you, boys? So I'm like, hell yeah, man. Like, <laughs> Like he's cut it up, so we shared a steak and we shared crab, yes. and then we shared a piece of cheesecake because we went all out. Oh, but but I, I gotta say, it 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 was, it was really nice, mm-hmm. and and what I mean by that is, we were both able to talk about our sons. Yeah, you know what he's going through. Raising his son, what I'm going through. Without a kid tagging on yeah. you, and, and you then, got to eat your food and it was still warm. And then he <laughs> totally had some insight on the whole daughter situation, oh, right? Because sure. his daughter, his daughter's now what two, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you know, talking to me about like, hey man, it's you know, you got to do this or you got to do that or when you've got two and what did you know, he say? I'm curious. It's for me. Oh. It's not for you. You know, but but we it, and then what really like got me is he goes, man, he's like, I'm I'm really excited because I'm doing my first daughter, daddy dance. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't know they that thing that started at two. Oh, Lacey invited me to a, his wife invited me to a mommy and son one, but we were back home. Um, and then I, you know she's doing um, ballet. Or, yes, or dance she takes and dance that. class. And yeah, he, and he's like Steve. He's like it's the cutest thing in the world, man, to watch your little girl up there you know so yeah i gotta say man that that it was it was nice it was nice to sit there with another dad who is completely in my shoes Mm -hmm. and us be able to talk about sports life his kids my kids his pain in the ass wife my pain in the ass wife and and i I, and i told matt i go man I, i gotta say dude like i i enjoyed you know, having dinner with you. And he was like, yeah, me too. So, so we might do it again. We, uh, well, that's what we do every month on mommy's night. But, but I could totally see like, you know, me and Rick, for example, Yeah. you know, go and, and, it, and it's weird to think like, Hey, I want to invite Rick so that Rick and I can just have a dinner that number one is not about business, but about family. And how's the wife? And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and talk about sports. And, and so it was, it, it was something that I would never think to do. So you would do another bro dinner one on one. Yes. Yeah. And I think Rick would be a, a good a good one, right? Because he's got his kids and they're older than ours. We yeah. both like smoking meat. We both like whiskey. We, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that was that was the um, 
and I don't want to say bummer because I completely respect Matt for being sober. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it was a bummer, but yeah. you know, I would have had a nice glass of wine. I would have had a nice glass of, of whiskey or, or, or scotch, but out of respect for him, what's the point, right? Yeah. But if I were to invite Rick, you know, Rick and I, we share a lot of the same, um, uh, vices, vices, right? <laughs> um, but no, I would totally go to Ruth Chris with with Rick and sit down and have a steak and you know. Yeah. But but I I gotta say and I I highly recommend it for other men out there that hey man you've got a buddy that you see eye to eye with that maybe has you know a very similar situation. Yeah. It, it was nice and to get his perspective, you know, get Matt's perspective, you know, and 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 also. One of the things that you don't do when you're in a group of guys, when you're in a group of guys, it's all bullshitting. It's all laughs. Crack it's jokes. all cracking jokes, yeah. right? To really, you know, understand, hey man, where's your career, right? What's going on through COVID with your job? Yeah. You know, and him having to explain the changes. I would have never had a, a conversation with him like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. This is cool for me to hear because you are always the more the merrier. You love the group. You love the crowd. And I've always been the one who's like, I feel like there's always so many people. We don't get those intimate moments with individuals. You know, it feels like everything's kind of watered down. I, I think that's unfair because I do like, you know me, I'm always very interested in people. Right, I always want. I mean, I took Chris, Uncle Chris, yeah. fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when when Theo, Eddie, and Thea Elva came over, I sat outside with with Uncle Eddie, Theo, Eddie, and we had a, a glass of Crown, yeah. together and talked. So I think that you're being unfair, but but I am also more the merrier because because of my life and my schedule, I don't get to see everybody. Right. So if I can see everybody at the same time at, in Vegas or you know, at one of my shows, right? No, no. I, and, I take what I can get. And I get that. That's, you know. that's what our lifestyle allows for. All I'm saying is that you miss out on those, I, those I, little well, nuggets and those moments of intimate connection. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is with a friend, right? Yeah. I get those moments with my dad or my uncle, right? Where we have a few moments to be together, but I, I would never have said, Hey, Rick, me and you, man, yeah. let's go to yeah, dinner, yeah. right? I would never have said that. Yeah. I would have never said, hey, Matt, let's go have a nice dinner together. Right. I would never say that. It ended up that way. We ended up in that situation. We both wanted steak. <laughs> we both wanted our, our, our evening away from <clears throat> the wife and kids. So we did it yeah. out of necessity. But now what I'm saying is that- You I think, do it again. I, I think me and Rick should do one. Honestly. And, okay, and, Rick, he said it three times. So I think he's basically saying, I'm watching the kiddos and you guys are doing it. But it was, it, what I'm trying to say is that it, the people watching, to, to, to take what accidentally happened to me uh-huh. and do it on purpose. Yeah. Because I enjoyed our time. I enjoyed our conversation. I enjoyed, and, and I, I mean, I also think it's interesting because, you know, talking to him, his wife is very similar to you. Yeah, Matt's told me that before. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys, spoiled fucking brats. <laughs> like you guys are so similar. So it was it was funny to hear, you know. And then you know Matt would go, and then you know we'd get into an argument, and then she'd do this to me, and I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> oh my God, she does. My wife does that, you know, to me. But but you know, I, I, it was just a good experience. Yeah. You know, and, and we weren't even gone that long, which was even better. Right? There there, there was no <clears throat> I think when I when you go out with a group of guys, mm-hmm. it turns into we'll have another one and let's have another one and let's take a shot and let's hang out. And and then it, it, you kind of lose track of the night. <laughs> you kind you of know? have too much to drink. Like that's what you mean. Like you girls. <laughs> so don't even get me started, dude. Don't even get me started. I haven't been at a um, mom's night in a long time. All I'm saying is that I would do it again mm-hmm. with with a friend. Yeah. And do a guys, let's just have dinner with one guy. Yeah. Instead of, 
you know, yes, don't get me wrong. I still want to go out with the guys. I still want to go have drinks. I still want to have wings. Yeah. I still want to have the laughs and the, the, the joking around and all that good stuff. Sure. But I thought it was a good thing. And I think Matt thought it was a good thing. And then yeah. one of the, you know, even Matt was like, I got to say, man, like on our text, <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool, you know? And it was cool, yeah. you know? So uh, again, for those of you watching, I, I highly recommend. So that was what I was going to talk about. Okay. Oh, so, before we talk about anything else, yes, we should say I know exactly you. where you're going. Okay. Yes, we should say thank you uh, that I am so talented. <laughs> and I'm kidding. Um, well, I like to thank me. Uh, I like to thank me for showing up to work and uh, being talented. I like to thank me. No, I would like to thank Aztec Chevrolet. That's where you're yes, going, right? That's where I was going. Uh, yeah, before we move on, we should definitely thank our friends at Aztec Chevrolet. If you're looking for a vehicle, Hit up our friends at Aztec Chevrolet. Dude, it was so funny. You know how much I love craps, right? And I will get a table going, right? Because Chad went, yeah. right? Chad went. We Wait, what are you got to explain to people? You had a he, Steve had a show, but he was like, you know what? Let me just take a two, three hour detour because I'm kind of close to a casino. Yes. <laughs> and go to a casino. Well, no, it, it was, it was semi-justified. Semi, yes. Semi. Right, because yes, yes. uh, Lubbock was so far away. Uh-huh. That you would make the trip longer and go to Oklahoma. Longer yet cut in half. <laughs> longer yet wake up in the morning and not have to drive as far. Anyway, uh, Chad came. We call Casino him, logic. That's called yes. casino logic. Gambler's and, logic. Yes, and we call Chad eight ball corner pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and the reason we call Chad eight ball corner pocket uh-huh. is because when he came to Vegas... He was wearing shorts. He was sitting down, uh-huh. and I ha- and he had his legs open. I happened to look between his legs. Okay, okay. I feel like this is going the wrong way. And I didn't know what was going on down there. Uh-huh. It looked like, um, you know, what they say where the I think the Franks have gone above <laughs> the beans. You know what I mean? So Chad, Chad thinks I'm taking a picture of him. You spared I'm, Matt and Lacey, and, but not Chad. And, yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm actually taking a picture of his balls right so then the group that we were together in i zoomed in and i sent it to everybody right on the group text including chad and then one day and and all the jokes were like you know where did you go to college ball state like i mean all that whole weekend everything was balls jokes i'm so uncomfortable for chad right now oh he's fine so anyway one day I'm talking to Jake who introduced me to Chad uh-huh. and I go, Hey dude, is eight ball corner pocket going to be there? And we both lost it because Jake was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> so from then, from then on, he has become eight ball corner pocket. So eight ball corner pocket comes, we get ourselves at a craps table, but I'm on this end and he's completely on the other end. Uh-huh. Okay. Completely on the other end. Okay. And we are killing it, dude. And then, you know, I'm, you know me, I'm running my mouth. And I got the mask, which is uh-huh. even better. You have to wear a mask. Nobody knows who I am. Oh, yeah. So I felt great, right? And, you weren't wearing a tank top? Giving and, it away with and, and, the no, no, I'm like, hey, baby, winners win. win. And then he's like, and, and eight balls over there going, winners do what? And the whole table would go, win. And he would throw the <laughs> Even the dealers were like, win, right? And then and then I would go, I would go, I make money, you make money, right? And Chad would go, if I make money, we all make like the whole table, we all make money. Dude, it was fucking awesome, dude. And it's and it's literally me and Chad. Uh-huh. Everybody else is black. Everybody else is black, right? And they're lo- oh hell yeah. Dude, like people are going like the whole casino's like what's happening so these dudes are getting into it we're freaking screaming the table's like if i get paid you get paid winners do what winners win and then and then i started uh when he would throw the dice right when they would land i'd go ha and the whole table would go ha like you know, and the whole dude it was it's a awesome. shame you can't record that stuff at the it was table. awesome but the best was so the the the, the dude next to me older black man right uh-huh. Uh, and, and when I say older, I mean, he was older, right? Yeah. I mean, very well dressed, right? Older black dude. You could tell he had money, right? Yeah. Like, 
you know, very well put together. And then like, they had to be his grandkids because they were like in their 20s and his wife, they, they, they come up to him, right? And we're, we're killing it. Yeah. And he goes, baby, we got ourselves a craps player. Y'all need to go and get. And they turned around and left. I was like, dude, did he just tell his family, go and get? <laughs> I can't wait for you to be at the casino with me and be like, listen, baby, we got ourselves some craps players. You need to go and get. Dude, it was, I told Chad, I was like, hey, boy, I'm like, dude, you don't even know what just happened. But um, so there was a bet, right? You uh-huh. place a bet. And if you get eight rolls in a row without crapping out, you get your money back. Uh-huh. 16 rolls, you make $45. And it goes up and up and up all the way to all the way to $1,500. If the same person just keeps rolling, yes. like doesn't get a seven, right? If he rolls 50 rolls in a row, you win $1,500. Well, I win $1,500. It depends on how much you bet. Oh, okay. Right? It's, it's um, 1,500 to one. Oh, no, no, 500 to one. So for every dollar you play, yes, you get five hundred bucks. Yes, got it. So eight ball had put a dollar, and I had put fifteen. So he rolled. Are you ready for this, Rick? Seventy times in a row. Dude, we were yelling, wow. "Ha!" And when I make money, we all make money. The dealers were just like, what's happening? So were other people, can you add to that bet or you have to place it before they start Before they start rolling. Okay. Before you start rolling, you got to bet. And then the funny part is so, well, not the funny part, but this table, I really enjoyed it because, you know, yes, you have asked me to be very careful when it comes to COVID. Yeah. Right. You have said, hey, you've got a baby. So I really try to wear my mask. You've got me with my little... Hand sanitizer deal, but this particular table, and we ended up there, and I would not have played it otherwise. You make all your own bets, so you're not touching chips on like it's a little screen, like a little screen, but you're still throwing dice. Oh, right? okay. And then every other chair was empty, so there was only six of us mm-hmm. at the table, right? Mm-hmm. So you're already kind of far apart, you know, and then, um. This woman walks by and of course we're screaming right at the top of her lungs. Yeah. And she was like, are you Steve Trevino? And I she go, recognized your voice. She, yeah. She goes, I recognized your voice. She was kind of take a picture with you. Right. Uh-huh. So I take the picture and the dude that I've literally been playing with all night. I mean, we've been there four hours and the guy next to me, uh-huh. he goes, man, you're a comedian. I go, yeah, I'm a comedian. And he goes, what's your name? So I tell him my name. He looks me up. He's like, is this you? I go, yeah, it's me. He goes, man, I'm a, I'm a performer, right? And I'm like, oh, shit, right? Like, I'm going to hear that this guy's a comedian. And I'm going to have to hear all the Can bullshit. Can I open yeah. for you? He goes, I am the Dallas Mavericks mascot. And I was like, no kidding. Oh, cool. So he was like, let's exchange numbers, man. I'm like, yes, I would love to see you do your thing. And he was hey. like, yeah, man, next time you're in Dallas or you want to come to a game, he's like, hit me up. I'm the mascot. I'm like, dude, how freaking, how freaking. Random and neat. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But we, we just had so much fun, dude, yelling and screaming. And I mean. That's and, why he was into the cheers. That's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be so mad if he's at a Mavericks game and I hear winners do what? <laughs> Win! I'd be like, oh, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> but dude, even the even the dealers were like, when we wouldn't do it, the dealers would be like, winners do what? <laughs> like, they go, if I get money, we all make money. Are you guys getting dirty looks from the pit boss? Well, no, because so we ended up on that table, and that's not a very desirable craps table because of the computer. Uh-huh. Everybody wants the real life dice. Oh, so you had the option. Well, not really, because it was so busy... Friday night that like people were literally waiting in line behind people because they could only put six people at a table. So people were waiting in line for that person to leave, but we get there and there nobody, nobody wants to play the computer one. So me and Chad are like, me and eight ball are like, let's, let's play it. Yeah. So we did. And and it was funny because all the dudes over there were like, Man, we should be on that table. Like, why aren't we yeah. on that table? But we, we had an amazing time playing craps. And I just wanted to throw eight ball corner pocket. A big shout out. And then, and then here's the funny part. So so then... Uh, um, I think he's going to wish you hadn't. So then... Um, and, and then eight ball ended up winning. I want to say he ended up walking with like $1,400. Oh, 
right? Uh-huh. And Jake, our mutual friend, yeah, we're driving up there, and he's like, he's like, y'all are going to uh, the casino. We're like, hell yeah, we're going to the casino. And he goes, all right, Chad, hundred bucks, dude. And if you do well, we split it, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes, Trevino, give Chad a hundred dollars cash for me, and if he wins a lot, he'll take care of me. We'll split it, yeah. right? So I'm like, Chad, how much? Like you want fourteen hundred bucks, and it's already late. We've been playing there forever. I go, you want fourteen hundred bucks, dude? Chad, uh, Jake did well, huh? He goes, oh no, 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 no. This is Jake's hundred. This one was mine. <laughs> I go, dude, you're an <laughs> asshole. He goes, let's go play Jake's together at the blackjack. And we sit down, do two hands, it's gone. He's God. like, well, I guess Jake didn't do well. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a Eight ball. Um, but we had a we had a we had a really, really good time. And then yeah. since we are doing um double episode today, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, we like to talk about our week. Yeah. Well, I um I started working out with Enid because remember you said you're if I get abs that you're taking me to Croatia. It, it, so to, I I don't want to reveal too much. Yeah. Because you're gonna you you just started. I and, and you're, I did you're gonna, with the diet, which is not fun. Oh my god, dude! So I, hard. So Rick, we we had her, and by the way, if you want to have a conversation with her, Rick, you should because I have learned. So much. She's so passionate and so knowledgeable. But it trips me out because she was like, listen, your snack is going to be 100 and... 100 to 120 calories. 100 to 120 calories. And then, Rick, she's going through our pantry and she's like, not healthy, not healthy, not like... Like like pickles. Like pickles are supposed to be free food, right? They're like like, cucumbers. But the amount of sodium in them is ridiculous. So she's like, I wouldn't eat the pickles. She's like, don't eat pickles. Right? And I was counting on scarfing pickles at night. <laughs> and then, and then, dude, she's got Renee's got fifteen different nuts in her little bullshit jars. <laughs> and she and we're like, well, nuts are good. And she's like, well, yeah, they, they are. Yeah, like she, ten of them. She, yeah, she goes for your snack. You can have nine. <laughs> I go nine nuts, and she goes, yeah, nine. She goes, if you sit there and eat handfuls of nuts. She goes, that's your meal. More than your meal. More than your meal. She goes, you can eat 800 calories of nuts in one sit down no and not even, not even know it. I'm like, what? That was you. You would get the jar and just. I'm like, these are healthy. Ah! Yeah. But we, we've learned a lot yeah. from her and she's going to start helping you out. Um, what, what's the plan? Well, um, the plan is we're, we're traveling too. So that's what makes it so freaking tricky. But I think she's going to, um, exercise with me over video. Um, she's sort of giving me guidelines for what I have to eat. Like she said, when we travel, don't even bother opening up the menu. She's like, just order chicken and a house salad. Don't even open up the menu. But but you know what? When she said that, it made a lot of sense to me. Oh, for sure, because right? I order the menu and I'm like, I like this and this and this. Right. But, but I'm also a little sad because that's part of why I love traveling. I love to go shopping in other cities and I love to go eating in other yeah. cities. Like, But she's literally like, she's like, you want chicken breast, a veggie, mm-hmm. and rice. Yeah. She's like, that's your meal. So then Renee, Renee you, 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 gave, you gave her a goal... Yeah, so she reverse calculates. Like, I think we decided she and I are going to work together for 12 weeks. And the idea that is that the goal is that in those 12 weeks, I'll lose about 20 pounds or so, give or take. That's crazy. So we're thinking like two pounds, you know, two pounds a week is the goal. But you haven't been able to stick to it. No, I haven't been able to stick to the diet. It's hard. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, when... It shows. It shows. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> no, when I took the little road trip back home, I took my pre-made meals in a cooler, but I didn't have enough. And then it's like, you're driving. It's just, it's hard. It's, and it's hard to make sure you eat every three hours. Well, and, and not only that, for her to go, you have to read labels. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a calorie counter. I'm not a read labels and measure, she's like, measure she's like, out look, food. 1,500 like just... calor- calories is what you're having. Yeah. If you want to lose this weight... And then she's working on some exercises. Yeah. For you, but but, but, but slowly, because I. But again, a million times, and I think you know Rick would agree. We hear constantly, 
constantly is um, um, food. Yeah, eighty percent of your of your fitness or or is more food. even yeah. or even more. Yeah, you know, and and you hear it all the time. And I will say that you know we me and you have made a lot of changes in our lives. We we don't drink sodas. Yeah, we don't. There are not bags of chips. We don't eat Doritos. We don't eat Cheetos. Yeah. We don't eat any chips. We don't eat any processed meats. Right. So we we have made. You know, snack-wise, there's peanuts, there's jerky, there's... I mean, if someone you know, came and raided our refrigerator and our pantry, it's pretty freaking healthy. We just don't... No, no, what I'm saying is we thought it was. And then you're learning that it's not, right? And you're learning that it's all about portion control. It's, that's right? what it is, yeah. You know, because I'm sitting there going, well, man, I'm sitting down, my snack's nuts. Well, you can have nine. Yeah. So literally, she goes, she goes, grab a handful... Eat your nuts. That's your. That's your. And it seems so simple, but like if you if you lead a busy life to make sure I am eating every three hours, because that's the other thing is she's like you can't just have all your calories at the end of the day because you're like oh crap I skipped lunch like you have to be eating your calories. But every but but, three it, but hours. it's like me right I I I on a regular get fifteen to twenty thousand steps a day. Yeah. On a regular. You know me. I'm outside. You're I'm, I don't yeah, stop moving busybody. from the second I wake up. I'm doing something. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm lifting weights. I started doing the mixed martial arts. I'm 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 busy and I am I do seem like I'm losing a little bit of weight. Yeah. But but then I realized when I'm sitting there we're filming you guys and I'm like, uh-huh. "Well, wait a minute, man. I eat five of those little pickles, right? I sit there and and eat a jar of uh peanuts at the end of the night." Or me and Garrett share a bag of popcorn or, you know, and you go, yeah. man, so that, that one sitting at the end of the evening for me is probably the issue, the yeah. issue, right? Yeah, yeah. Those, those extra calories. But, you know, when we decided to do this, one of the things that we talked about and, and I said, look, Renee, and, and I think Rick and, and all the people around us, I've sat on the internet before. And I've gone, okay, I would like to meal prep. What does that mean? Right? And then you find somebody that goes, we're going to show you how to meal prep. And then it goes, oh, crap. You got to pay. You want to see the, how it's done? You, yeah. you got to pay. So we decided to take people on this journey. And anybody that cares can watch what you and a professional dietitian, yeah. workout expert, I don't know what they call those. Trainer. <laughs> Trainer um, are going to go through so that people can actually see, you know, because you guys did the meal prep one. Uh-huh. And again, she was like, oh, no, that's too much chicken. Cut that in half. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a chicken breast like that. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. That's two meals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you hated the rice. I'm just not a rice person. It's so bland and blah. Like... Do you think that you're going to be able to make it? I don't know. This is hard because we're like totally putting it on blast. And I I have to change my mindset about the measuring of the food. And Ina just keeps reassuring me. She's like, look, if you can just make yourself commit to it for a week, for two weeks, and you see results, that will be enough to encourage you to keep measuring the food, to keep reading the labels and all of that. You don't think you've seen results in this week? Uh, You don't think you've seen results in this week? I don't know. I I feel like I see it in your face a little bit. Do you? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I'm just so bummed every time I'm like, I had a piece of chocolate or you know what I mean? Every time I stumble on the diet, which is a lot. I like I like chocolate. I do too. I like my peanut butter cups. I do right? too. But I don't eat them every day, but if I walk by one, I'm like, you know what, let me uh my problem is if I my problem is you know they say, Oh, just indulge, have the one piece of chocolate. But I know me, I'm better off not having the piece of chocolate because if I have the piece of chocolate, I'm having five pieces of right. chocolate. Well, and, and and what really surprised me too was she's like, you need to drink 32 ounces of water a day. Well, she, no, no, 64, not 32, yeah, 64. 64. She was basically like, you should be having eight ounces with your breakfast and with each of and your snack. Each time you sit down to eat, have your eight ounces. Are you able to stick to the five times a day? 
That's been meal, hard. snack, no. Cause meal, with, no, snack, No, because with the baby. And you would think that it's like the baby's eating every three hours. Just eat every three hours when the baby eats. But no, I'm having a really hard time um, doing that, committing uh, to eating every three hours. It's just the day gets a, the day gets away from me. me. Me and you have been working out together for almost our whole relationship. Yeah. Right? Except you know, for when, when I was pregnant. Well, And then when I decided, okay, you know, I really got to get in shape. Because, uh-huh. you know, I, I had gotten really out of shape and big. Um, me and you since then have pretty consistently worked out and yeah. we, we've been through it all, right? I like to weight lift. We've done cardio. We finished insanity, mm-hmm. me and you. Um, uh, and now I'm doing mixed martial arts. So, and then you're doing the bike. Yeah. Would you say that working with her workout wise she's been able to teach you a few things or? oh yeah yeah that for sure because when i when you and i would go to the gym together you'd be like today's chest and back day and it's like i mean yes i work on that stuff with her but she definitely is targeting the trouble areas on a female body so that i'm excited well to that see. was cool too that she was like look i work for women yeah and i am a woman and yeah i want to work on things that women have Issues with it's definitely right? different than working at than going into the gym and doing weights with you for sure. Yeah. Well, because so you, that'll be cool to see. Uh, and because you know, ultimately, you know, look, we joke about the abs, but ultimately, you want to have the a figure. Yeah. And you want to fit in your clothes. I I have been saying I have a tub of clothes that is labeled too small, but they were clothes that I fit in after we did Insanity before I had Garrett. And I told Enid, like, if I can fit into the clothes I had before I got pregnant with Delilah, that would be wonderful. But if I could really get into those clothes that I wore before I had Garrett, that would be awesome. I think that should be the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, if you get abs, I would love it. But um, we we were like, okay, you know, since we do like to wrap up our week uh, in these podcasts, Uh um, we've rushed things because... We don't have our podcast studio in Florida. We're going to yeah. be spending two weeks in Florida. So you're watching this episode right in the middle of us being in Florida. Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, let's take questions. Oh, yeah. And let's see what people want us to talk about. Well, because it's been, it's like officially season two now, right? We're calling it season two. We made it through a year of the podcast. Well, and, 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 like- and that's the thing. We keep calling it a podcast. And I, and I don't... I don't necessarily think that me and you are a podcast. I think it's more episodic in a in a reality show <laughs> kind of instead of seeing us out there doing these things, we come in here and we yeah, we wrap up whatever we're talking about, yeah. you know. Um anyway, but so I asked people um what they wanted to hear us talk about and uh, cuz we hadn't done that in a while. And so there's a lots of different things. Um, one of them is how does Steve do changing diapers now? Because you said you wouldn't, and you have. Well, I, I see, and again, they're putting things in my mouth. I never said I wouldn't. Yeah. I said that it is your department, right? And I will do it if need be. And we have had, uh, and Garrett has named them. We have had a code brown. <laughs> yeah. Garrett was running around, code brown. It's a code brown. We got a code brown, dad. In the morning, he'll be like, please, no code brown this morning. Yeah, yeah. Not on our watch, dad. So, I, I, yes, I have I have changed her diaper when I need to change her diaper. Next you one. Have. Um, what do you love the most about being a parent and what advice would you give to new parents? I feel like we kind of answer those a lot well, in every episode, right? I did um in Lubbock. You know, and you know, I look, I hate not being able to do meet and greets. I, I truly hate it. I like, yeah. I like to meet people. So in Lubbock's second show, because we didn't have a, um, a time limit, I said, look, let's do a group meet and greet. And um, if you have any questions, uh-huh. you know, and, and it was interesting because somebody, one of the questions that somebody asked me was, what do you love about your wife? That's one of the questions on here too. And, and. I thought my, you know, my answer to, I always think about what I'm going to say. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. And, and, and of course I want to make it funny too. Right? right. But it was interesting because I go, I go, you know what? And I truly meant it. I mean it now over time. It has changed. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When I met you and I saw that ass. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. This girl has a nice ass. Okay. And a great... No, but for real... Like, seriously. Yeah. Right? I was in love with the way you looked. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this girl's beautiful. And then... I mean, so that's the first thing I loved about you. And then, hey man, this girl's really cool. I was going to say, I hope there's more than that. Because no, it looks fade. No, this girl's really cool. Yeah. And she's fun. And man, we party together. So then there was that that I loved about you, you know? So as our, as our, you know, stages in our life have changed, yeah. the things I love about you change. I mean, I still love that ass. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> but the things that I love about you change and they grow and they're different, right? Yeah. I, I just remember, you know, and, and I think that it, for a successful marriage, you have to re-fall in love. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think sometimes, you know, somebody gets married because they're like, man, me and my wife love to party and she's, she loves to party. And then, we have fun. and then she becomes a mom and can't party as much. And then all of a sudden that guy's going, man, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, where's that chick that I used to party with? And it's like, well, you should be in love with her now at the amazing mom that she is. You know, and, and for me, I had that moment when I, I, I walked... I was going to go help you put Garrett to sleep mm -hmm. and the door was cracked open and I saw you reading a book to our son. And I just, I remember going, Oh my God, like that's my wife. Yeah. She's being a beautiful mother. Like I fell in love with you then. And it, it, and it just, it grows. It's interesting what you say about the phases too, because one of the other questions someone asked is what's the difference between child number one and child number two? And I think it's the knowing that there's phases, right? Because even like towards the end of my pregnancy, you were so ready for me to not be pregnant anymore. But like knowing that that phase comes to an end. Right. And even like the beginning phase right now, you know, you want to go to Vegas. You're anxious to get to Vegas. But we know like realistically me being nights away from Delilah is it's not happening in yeah. this phase. Right. right. But, but it's coming. But that will come no. too, right. you know. So I think it's sort of the... Hindsight is twenty twenty, and the vision of knowing the second time around that like things will come in phases, and and, and they do. But 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 again, when it comes back to okay, what do you love about your wife? Well, that's hard to answer because there's a lot of things I love about you. There's a lot of things that I mean, I didn't I didn't and look things at we you. couldn't have known. That's like, what I mean. I did not know you were going to be. I knew you wanted to be a dad because you were like, come on, let's have kids, let's have kids, let's have kids. But I didn't know you were going to be such a great dad with so many strong opinions and ideas about how you wanted to to raise our kids. Like I just didn't expect that from you. Which is interesting because I, you know, I get asked quite often now, like Steve, you know, I watch you and I implement some of the things that you say yeah. about being a dad. Where do That's you, another question. Yeah, where do you get those ideas? <clears throat> I get those ideas because I am a very observant person. Right. Yeah. And I, and I study people, you know that, and I get to know people, I ask questions. Um, but I study people and I look at things that, uh, number one, I start with my own dad. Mm -hmm. Right. And I go, here's all the great things that my dad did. Right. And then I also go, here's the things that I think my dad did wrong. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to fix that. But then. I see a dad like Jeff Brown, for example, who is my friend who now has a 20-something year old. And I watched Jeff raise his son. And his son came out to be a very good son. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, what was Jeff doing? Yeah. Right? And I pay attention, you know. So I I I am able to come up with these theories of, of how to raise my son from all of the different men that I saw raise sons. And I, I do believe that that my dad was an amazing father. Yeah. You know, my dad was a very, very good father. You know, he wasn't he wasn't book smart, but the man and and, and I and I think specifically to raise a man, you yeah. know, dad was very good at, hey, these are the lessons that I'm gonna teach you. And one of those lessons is hard work. Right. And through that, I think I was lucky enough to have a great dad. But at the same time, 
he had his faults. But then we always talk about this where you got to look at what happened to your parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to right. go, wait a minute. You know. What molded the way they think and act. And, and what, be- yeah. what, what became of them, yeah. right? I was able to, I'm able to take the good, the bad, and I watch. I tell you, like the, like the, the pavers in the backyard. Uh-huh. I'm going to learn how to do that. <laughs> and all I got to do is watch. All I got to do is watch and participate. Yeah. And now I know how to do pavers. I watch how they do it. So if you guys yeah. are interested in pavers, no, speak of, segue to the second question. If you were not able to pursue comedy, what would you be doing today? Laying pavers. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that my dad gave me the tools to succeed no matter what. Yeah. You know, I've had a job since I was 12, 13 years old. I know how to work hard. I know how to talk to people. So um, I think I could have done anything. Um, you know, dad and I used to love to fish and, and hunt and, and dad really wanted me to be a, um, game warden. Um, I think that would have been a, a fun job yeah. for me, but at the end of the day, I think I would have, whatever I did, I would have been successful, but I also would have tried to use that vehicle to do good and yeah. to try to influence and to try to help people. Why is all of a sudden it turn into an interview on me? I don't know. I just, I thought they were just out. questions. Things to talk about. I know. Lots of people asking how we met, but we've shared that story on another Yeah, you're not watching enough of the podcast. (laughs) Because I think episode one or two, we talk about how we met. And how, like, how I got the name Captain Evil. We've talked about that. Um, Several people are asking, like, how do we get through an argument? They obviously know we argue. (laughs) So how do we get through an argument? Or do we have heavy arguments? The way it works is I get mad at Renee for doing something. Renee immediately defends herself <laughs> and then she defends and defends. And then when the defend her defending herself doesn't work, then she gets loud and aggressive. And then after she gets loud and aggressive, <laughs> then she ignores me no, completely. <laughs> no, what it is is we've learned each other's patterns. Like for, for me, I always told you like when we got in an argument, I was like, just give me a minute. Like, let me go somewhere and cool off and give me a minute. And you always felt like, because of your life experiences, like you were being abandoned almost. And so that did not work for you. So we sort of had to learn how we both handle conflict and come to a place to get through it together. No, yes. But I also think that, that, um, we're both smart people. Yeah. And at the end of, after the anger's gone, after the frustration's gone, after we yell and get aggressive or, or get mad that, we both hurt each other out, right? And I've always said this in my relationship. I say it with my son. I'm sorry's don't mean anything unless you change. Yeah. You know, so we would always be like, hey, you know, there was things that I was doing that you were not okay with. Yeah. You know, there was things that you were going, look, this is not okay. This is not the man I want, you know? So I had to change, you know, and, and same vice versa. But I, I think at the end of the day that we have gotten to the point where, even though we get angry, even though we get mad, we still hear each other out. And I think we're smart enough to go on both ends to go, yeah. okay, I see what he or she is saying there and I'm willing to compromise. Right. Right. I'm willing to, um, to meet in the middle or I'm willing to go, I hear what you're saying loud and clear. I'm going to, you know. But there's also the security of commitment of both of us knowing that like we're fully committed. You and taught so me that. that even though we don't see eye to eye or we are having an argument at some point you, we're going to come back together. Well, yeah, but you taught me that I would lose my mind and I would go well, F you. And I remember, um, threatening divorce one time. Yeah. And you go, I want you to notice something. I've never threatened divorce. That's what you told me. You go, cause I'm not leaving. I don't threaten you and I'm here to work it out. And I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, she's not leaving. <laughs> um, but I remember you saying that, and then you know I was asked to to speak at at Jeremy Cruz's wedding, and that was the the one message that I gave them. Yeah, the one piece of advice was, "Hey, you're not divorcing each other, so you better work it out." Yeah, you know, and you taught me that. But but again, you've taught me things. 
you know, I've taught you things. Yeah. And I think that you being the person you are and me being the person I am and, and you come, us both coming from um, different um, sides of the track almost, if you will, yeah. helps. Well, I was gonna, but I was going to say the thing is too that sometimes we disagree about something and it's not that we come to an agreement. We both, we still feel differently or we both share a different opinion about something and we just handle that respectfully, I guess. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's funny to me, one of the biggest lessons you taught me is I had a huge chip on my shoulder of, I work for everything that I have. Yeah. Right. I had nothing. I have nothing. Everything that I have, I got it on my own. And instead of, instead of accepting that, Hey, that's your path. Right. I was mad at, at that comic that was hanging out at the comedy store, doing open mics, driving up in a brand new car that mommy and daddy bought him. Yeah. I was mad at that guy. And I'd be like, well, fuck that dude, man. And he's got this and he's got that. And, you know, and I remember you telling me going, it's not their fault. Yeah. Why are you mad at him? Because his parents have money, you know? And then I remember you, you know, taking that in and going, oh crap, you're right. Like, and then, I, and then you going, why do you spend your energy on that guy? You're more talented. You're funnier. But instead you're mad at this guy because he has a nicer car than you. Get over it. Yeah. And, and that helped me a lot. But I, but I think that that's why. That's how we get over our arguments is that we are willing to hear each other out and understand that it's your point of view. Right. I want to hear your point of view. I understand your point of view. I can understand why you're upset. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change it. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to explain to you that, hey, like me, Steve, you're being unreasonable. You're wrong no. and I'm right. Every time. <laughs> um, well, this is another episode of free therapy for you guys. <laughs> On that note. Uh, I love you. You look beautiful. You look Thank like a purple you. people eater. Um, <laughs> what every woman wants to hear. <laughs> Aztec Chevrolet, thank you so much for being so good to us. If you're not calling Aztec Chevrolet for your next Chevrolet, you're an idiot. Because they're awesome and they're sweet and they're kind and they're hardworking yeah. people. So I am Steve Trevino. Thank you, Aztec Chevrolet. This is my beautiful wife. Sayonara.